0: The perception that you're apart from it judging it in that way, um, you're is already beyond the movement of of the illusion of separation. And it's it's an illusion. That's the important part. Um it's something standing apart artificially, giving itself enough space so that it can desire. And it's just like a it's an energetic thing, actually, in consciousness. It's like a it's a it's like a, a parent movement apart that can only last so long. If you really, or if you're completely mind-identified, you have no interest in waking up and you work really hard and exhaust yourself all your life, the longest it can possibly last is until you die. And when you die, it's gone. That illusion is gone, like for, for that, for that being, right? The tendency that's not a gone in human consciousness. We'll carry it on and and like other people will carry the torch for you, but I'm, make, I'm personifying this a lot, but, the, but it's, a, it's a tragic joke that we can fool ourselves into believing we can stand apart from an experience such that we can judge it as desirable or undesirable. If we, desi- if we judge it as desirable, then we have a whole set of programs that get started that say, oh, how do I get back to that? Or why don't I have that anymore? Or why don't I have more of it? Um, and if we, ha- if we have an aversion to it, it's uncomfortable, it's undesirable. You could call that like a, a sort of aversive disassociation. Then we have a whole other set of programs that run. What's wrong with me? What drug can I take to make this never happen again? How can I uh, ev- you know, make sure that doesn't happen anymore? Uh, how can I avoid situations in which that happens? So then we get very contracted in our experience, our sort of comfort zone gets small. It can go in either direction, right? But the fundamental misperception is that there was some ability at all of anything or anyone or consciousness to stand apart from anything. That's that's the fundamental issue. Um, so that kind of immersion, that kind of intimacy, um, uh, it's non-dualistic, is what it is. That's what that's what the, the experience of non-dual is. But it's not an experience. Um, ultimately, it's a realization that occurs, mm-hmm. and when it occurs, there's not an ability to stand apart anymore. What's interesting is that that can, that leads to another a, a sort of deeper set of issues, and that is that the, the apparent ability to stand apart is how we, what we use to mitigate um, suffering, the sort of accumulated energetic of, energetics of suffering and trauma and all that. We've used that separation, apparently, to manage and mitigate it. Now, even that's not true because you can't manage or mitigate anything by just being numb to it, really. But you can apparently appear into this internal world in this place that somehow you know if, as long as you keep putting energy into it and keep convincing yourself of that same delusion it'll stay propagating somehow it's very strange but by doing that we do actually distance ourselves somehow from the effects we're having on others that's ignorance greed hate, and all the stuff right um and and even the effects we have on ourselves, right and if there's enough division enough emotional repression and enough mind identification all at the same time we can get so divided that we can completely you know, corrupt our own happiness, we can self-sabotage endlessly, and then we can become destructive internally and, and even externally, and very quite destructive, actually. So <clears throat> so that fundamental um, apparent ability to separate from anything, and it's completely innocent, and it's a very f- simple error in perception is all it is. Um, it's not something you you didn't make, there's no one that made that mistake. It's just part of how our minds are Um, how our minds function because of their complexity. And everyone will go through that apparent separation at a young age. And because we don't have a lot, I think there's a, it's interesting. I think there's a gap in in sort of formation of that sense of uh, an inner, solid inner world. So, um, so the, the roots of it certainly start very early in childhood, probably 18 months old. And then like between three and four years old, we've formed, um, the, the um, theory of mind, like that part of our brain is functioning. So we're already not only aware we have an inner world or uh, perceiving ourselves as separate, we're completely aware everyone else has an inner world and we can manipulate their inner world. So the mind becomes very complex by that age. And yet there's still not a lot of energetic accumulated identity around that yet. So children are actually in presence quite a bit, even though the processes are already going. Um, But you can see the reason I say that is because you can see how how deeply this has to go before you can really unwind that.